0: Take a bud Light
1: break. Mm. All right. So, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Brew Roots.
0: I'm Emily. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and this is the podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beer.
1: Emily, how are you? Recovering after your uh, your weekend?
0: Yeah, I had a wild weekend. I had some friends come up from Amherst where I went to college, and we went out in Cambridge. And, you know, we just uh, did what the college kids do, trying to relive the old days.
1: Oh, God. Well, I tried to relive the old days too at the spirit of Hudson festival <laughs> this weekend and uh
0: both of us were texting each other like how are you
1: doing yeah we were recovering <laughs> we we're doing pretty well yeah. um but spirit of hudson was awesome you missed a great time we met a lot of cool uh instagram friends and met some followers
0: nobody murdered you not yet not yet good that's good it, you didn't tell them where you live or anything i didn't good that's good
1: they only follow me on instagram
0: well hopefully they won't you know be able to find enough detail or Look at your dog's collar tags and find out where you live. Ooh, I
1: don't know. I'm scared now.
0: Thanks for bringing that up. Don't be scared.
1: So, uh, Emily, what are we talking about this week?
0: So this week I want to talk about commercials in beer because my dad was showing me some really funny videos of the old Schlitz commercials and like, I didn't realize that they created like, long form songs to advertise beer. So I thought it would be really funny to just play some of those for you guys and talk about like what the marketing goals were behind them and just kind of go brand by brand cuz there's some of them are really funny.
1: Yeah, so we're going to kind of talk about the natural progression of how advertisement in beer kind of has morphed over yeah. the years or hasn't morphed.
0: So, unfortunately, you know, this week it's not going to be super centered around craft beer because craft beer doesn't do the kind of mainstream advertising that you see from these large you know domestics but i think you guys will really enjoy it because they're really funny yeah and some of them are just like so old school they make you cringe but they're great
1: yeah so before we get to that though we went up to the Stowe uh brewer's festival two weekends ago and it was a great time yeah and we promised some of the uh our followers and listeners that we'd include some audio from that so we're gonna go and play some of the audio from that that festival and then we'll get on to the episode.
0: Yeah. Shout outs to Kelby the bartender. Yes. Because you made it onto the episode. Bruh.
1: Kelby is a local bartender. So he claims to be. So we're going to we're gonna he pick his brain, right? right so. be, yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit more
2: about your alleged bartending in the area. Uh, I've been bartending at Picasso for about three years now. Okay. It's the best pizza restaurant in the Northeast. We have a good rotating beer selection.
1: What's on tap right now?
2: What's on tap right now is we have the, the upper pass, the first drop. That's the best one I got right now, and then we do a lot of, like, rock art and whatnot. We have a consistent line going on.
0: Kelby, what's your favorite style of beer to drink?
2: IPAs. The Focal Banger is by Alchemist. That is one of the most classic IPAs around. That's one of the best ones. Better than Hetty Topper? Absolutely.
0: Excellent choice. We prefer yeah. Focal Banger no, over I mean Hetty Topper Heddy too. Topper. The Hetty
2: Topper is a really good like punch in the face with the hops, but the Focal Banger is nice, more mellow, relaxed and whatnot. But he's right. Fiddlehead is amazing too. The second fiddle is is one of the most fantastic doubles I've ever had in my life. And then again, the Foley Brothers is probably the best brewery in Vermont, in my opinion. Yeah, the and ba- where are they located? Uh, Brandon, Vermont.
1: What is uh, Vermont doing right that
2: the rest of the country needs to catch on and make beer better? Oh, that's a secret that we can't tell you.
1: <laughs>
2: but what was the best beer you had here tonight? Just got here, but so far, the one that I just tried, the uh, brown chaga from St. Jay Brewery, was one of the best ones I've had so far.
0: Yo, Kelby, it was great meeting you that day. You were super knowledgeable. It was just great like getting your perspective as a bartender of what you think is best on tap. Uh, we also talked to Upper Pass, so let's hear from them.
1: What's the beer that's kind of setting you guys apart from everyone else here? Probably the cloud drop. So, you know, when word goes out that we're releasing cloud, uh, it's a bit of a stampede. And honestly, it's gone in a couple of weeks. And, uh, and then we got to wait again until it comes around next month. I'll really awesome. tell you, we're going to run out of the cloud in a minute. We're down to like our last three cans, so don't wait. Uh, don't wait too long. Yeah, we definitely won't wait too long.
0: Yeah, and you know, that day was fun. We got some tots, we had a nice car ride, we all bonded. It was yeah. really fun.
1: And I got a killer tan.
0: We also slapped a brewroot Root sticker onto somebody's no, car at the rest stop. That. No, we can talk about it, dude. I mean, it wasn't it's me. It's not a crime. And besides, this car was completely covered in bumper stickers. Like, literally, there was no way they would have known. Oh, they know. I mean, it was right on their gas cap, but like... <laughs> literally, the car was covered in stickers. Listen, it's a nice it looking was, sticker. It was literally it's a good sticker.
1: So, it's a great sticker.
0: Yeah, it's a good sticker. I don't feel that bad about it. Hopefully, that person, if you're out there and listening, like, hopefully you're not mad at us. Um, we're not vandals. We don't usually do this, but.
1: If you're mad, I'll send you a shirt
0: Yeah. I'll scrape it off your car by hand. With my teeth. All right. So what I really want to do today is play some old beer commercials. And the first one that I want to show you guys is the Schlitz commercial. This one's from probably around like the early 70s. And it's one of the songs that they actually wrote. And it's really funny. My dad showed me this one specifically because he and my mom were singing it in the driveway. And I was like, what are you singing? And they were like, you know what Schlitz is? And I was like, well, yeah, but do they even exist anymore? Which they do. They do. Uh, They're not really advertising the way that they used to, but they used to go super heavy on the advertising. They actually used to be like one of the most popular beers in the country. So without further ado, let's listen to that, a little clip of that.
1: And a good beer don't come easy. So when you find them, you hold on to them. And since 1849 more men have been holding on to the gusto of Schlitz than any other beer.
0: You guys will notice in the rest of these commercials that we play that they're really marketed towards men. and it's just an interesting like uh, reflection of the times in like the late 50s, mid 60s that really like the only people in the country who were drinking beer, were men and that's not to say that no women were drinking beer but you know these companies knew yeah i mean who was enjoying their product
1: this commercial is definitely aimed towards like that blue collar you know you work that nine to five and then you just want to crack a cold one open you enjoy it with your guys uh i don't know that's like, kind of like the vibe i got they were all very working class kind of men
0: yeah, and you'll hear that reflected in this next one. So this is a PBR commercial from the 50s, one of their earliest commercials. And
2: glides up to your place with a pretty smile upon her face. Here's the way to really romance her. Give her that Pabst Blue Ribbon answer. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon.
1: Pabst Blue Ribbon, dear.
0: Yeah, why would you want to romance your waitress, though?
1: <laughs> but, i don't know it's the 50s so it's like a weird time right yeah like, it's like
0: hey honey i'd like a Pabst blue ribbon sweetheart
1: yeah what will you have though Blue ribbon i'm just <laughs> i definitely wouldn't but <laughs> it's uh, it's just funny i mean it totally tells you that there wasn't a very much of like a science behind advertising back in the day right they were just it was just Paps Blue Ribbon, Paps Blue Ribbon, Paps Blue Ribbon. Bir- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're it saying it over and over. It was just hammering
0: the the name into your mind and then just like kind of calling to your masculinity of like, you know, tell that waitress what you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Women will think you're sexy if you order a PBR. Yeah, exactly. I mean, PBR is a good beer. It's a award winning beer. So. Totally. They should have played on that. Like we won an award yeah (laughs) i mean
0: their their big slogan was just like the best beer served anywhere and it's like i feel like a lot of the older commercials make a lot of claims that are just kind of like anybody could say it where it's just like the
1: best beer around like coldest beer yeah america's
0: favorite and stuff and
1: very like general like
0: you'll hear a lot of that yeah it's it's interesting because i feel like nowadays when these companies are advertising people are just not not to say that people were easily fooled but they're just not convinced anymore maybe because it's like that's the same old song and dance that you know generations before us heard so giving me give me some
1: data like well we live in know, the age of like instant access to data so yeah. people were very like well it's on the television it's got to be real right like
0: right exactly yeah the television was like the source of truth whereas now we're a little bit less trusting of it and so if someone said like oh it's america's favorite beer i might be like well why like <laughs> what data suggests that it right. would be america's favorite beer did you conduct a survey <laughs> like <laughs> so, so let's uh let's play like one of the later pbr commercials this was from the 70s and they were definitely like playing to the whole like disco scene because they created this like really catchy song and i really want you guys to hear it <laughs> Oh my gosh, this isn't awesome. It's yeah, like it's super like catchy. Yeah, a good
1: song. I, I'm going to, you know, put that on my MP3 player.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a smart marketing tactic too because, like, it's an enjoyable thing to listen to. Like, if this comes on your TV, you're probably going to like sit there and kind of jam out a bit. Yeah, for sure. I'm not mad at it.
1: I don't hate it at all. You saw the commercial. I haven't seen the commercial. Can you explain the commercial a little bit? Yeah,
0: so the commercial is like a bunch of people dancing on a disco floor like doing all the classic disco moves like with their pbrs and again like i'm just not mad at it like they're playing to one of the most like popular you know dance scenes of yeah. the time and like they know exactly who their market is you see like this even display of men and women which to you should so say that like more women are drinking beer and so like, it's
1: mean like this we've had a little bit of a progression right so yeah starting like the 50s we had you know uh
0: He's <laughs> like, hey, a hardworking man goes to the office all day and comes home and has his beer. Make sure you flirt with the waitress. Yeah, flirt right? with your waitress.
1: And then we had Schlitz being like, you can only drink beer with your dudes. And then Pabst
0: Blue Ribbon is just like, hey man, when you go to the disco, like, you know what you should probably order? Pabst Blue
1: Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon.
0: And I like that they made an actual, like, like an enjoyable song for that spoke to the times. So
1: cool so we are good on you yeah good on you for sure so (laughs) we are now like 70s we've discovered schlitz pbr who's next emily
0: i think we should talk about like the king of advertising you you know you know who i'm talking about
1: you're saying budweiser oh
0: i'm talking about budweiser anheuser Busch, my friend all right let's go into that so i want to play you a very early budweiser commercial first and then we'll kind of like work our way into modern day sounds good
2: Man's best friend? Depends on the man. Depends, Depends on, on the dog. Depends on the beer.
0: All right, so Ed McMahon is walking over to his fridge right now grabbing a bud just, just so cold. you guys can, like, get the image.
2: But when a man has been working like a dog, well, he wants to come home and find something that seems to make it all worthwhile.
1: Not his family. Our cold nose is just fine. But a cold Budweiser?
0: Well that's even better. Taste, smoothness, drink bowl Well, you tell him, partner. Put a collar on man's real best friend, Budweiser.
1: <laughs> that wow. commercial to me is just hilarious because He's he alone in his house. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, uh, let's make my existence worthwhile. Drinking Budweiser. Drinking beer with will my dog validate my whole life. Not my family, not mm-hmm. my wife. Not a beautiful house, but drinking Budweiser. Drinking
0: Bud, and also I think what I've noticed in just watching all of these sort of like older commercials, probably from like late fifties to mid sixties, is that they all kind of call out the same attributes in the beer. It's like drinkability, smoothness, like that starts to lose its meaning when everybody is claiming it. And what
1: does smooth taste like to <laughs> me? Like, I, I what just, is a smooth uh, beer? I, I know but you know what like i do i do use that adjective yeah
0: like, it's just funny when like everybody claims to be smooth because if everybody's smooth then smooth doesn't really mean a lot right. like
1: it's not an exclusivity it's like well everyone's not different yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah so i mean budweiser was differentiating themselves how in this commercial you know it's like
1: Well, I think the way that they truthfully were differentiating themselves is that they had a celebrity. Yeah. And that's kind of the way that, uh, well, if Ed McMahon drinks it...
0: Exactly. I might drink it, right?
1: And you see more and more of that as the years progress.
0: Yeah, and especially with the movement of the light beer. Right. The funny thing about the light beer is that, much like Diet Coke, when these companies released light beer they got kind of an unexpected result which was that their market was mostly women and they were starting to lose the male customers so they were like what do we do about this and one way that they could combat this issue was by getting male celebrities like baseball players like professional athletes to come on and talk about how that light beer is the better option for them because it's like less filling and it has the same great flavor and all of that so we start to see like some more kind of creative ideas and it they're not just doing the like me too marketing kind of thing
1: yeah so miller light was actually the first one to incorporate a quote-unquote celebrity so they had former new york jet matt snell appear in the first miller light commercial nice then to follow john madden coach of the raiders Ronnie dangerfield who's a comedian mm-hmm. uh, bob ubeck and mickey mantle were uh some other celebrities who endorsed miller light
0: yeah let's hear the audio from wilt chamberlain
2: when you're my size, there's one thing you don't have to worry about, and that's getting filled up. So, a lot of people are really surprised when they find out that I drank light beer from Miller. It has one third less calories than their regular beer, and it's less filling. But that's not why I drink it. I drink light because I love that taste. Hey, Mac, another light.
1: Yeah, so you can clearly see that sales are probably down, so they did everything to get Miller Light selling
0: yeah because it was another it was the me too situation where they couldn't necessarily make any claims about what made a difference so you know they have wilt chamberlain say like you know i'm a big guy so what really matters to me is taste and miller light tastes great yeah less filling we all know that um but let's hear a couple more
1: yes you know i've been a beer drinker for a bunch of years like you i've seen a lot of beer commercials there's one beer that people loved before it was even advertised You see, Coors was kind of the beer at my folks' place. People thought it was
2: different, special. That was true long before there were any jingles or promotions. It's The product people love, not the hoopla.
1: You think about that.
0: Well, I think it's Mark Harmon that people love, actually.
1: Yeah, (laughs) thanks, Mark Harmon.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he's, like, saying exactly what we were just saying. It's, you know, before all the fancy jingles and advertisements, uh, people just liked a good, wholesome beer, and it's like, He's kind of accidentally calling to the fact that, you know, they're using a celebrity as, like, a differentiator in their marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. This practice is still used today.
0: Yeah, and this is pretty much just the earliest examples that we're seeing of celebrity endorsements of products. But let's listen to a couple more examples from more modern day.
2: When I'm not too busy being a big-time Hollywood phony, I like to come out here to Davenport, sit on my favorite log and... Crack open a ice-cold old Milwaukee. Something I do. Well, truth be told, I've never been to Davenport. This is my first time, but it's something I want to do, you know?
1: Yeah, if you didn't recognize that voice already, that was Will Farrell. Endorsing
0: old Milwaukee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty cool. So, Emily, what's what, are we, what do we want to go to next?
0: Let's listen to uh, the most recent. This is from 2016. This was Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer promoting Bud Light.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty interesting one, so we'll take it away.
0: Bud Light party here to discuss equal pay.
1: Women don't get paid as much as men, and that is wrong.
0: And we have to pay more for the same stuff. What? Yeah, cars. What? Dry cleaning. What? Shampoo.
1: What? You pay more but get paid less? That is double wrong. I'm calling everyone I know i'm telling you about this this has got to stop
0: bud light proudly supports equal pay that's why bud light costs the same no matter if you're a dude or a lady
1: yeah mom you have to pay more for a car than dad no one treats my mom like this
0: so uh matt where do i even start with this
1: yeah i don't know i i did a little bit of research on this one just because i'm not the biggest amy schumer fan i'll just throw it out there
0: most dudes aren't yes she calls dudes out for a lot but I mean, I'm a huge Seth Rogen fan. Same. And, Seth Rogen you know, is tight. definitely watched Amy Schumer's show over the years. And I guess this really doesn't have much to do with, like, them, but more so about what they've been asked to say. Because, number one, they're saying that Bud Light supports equal pay uh, because the beer costs the same whether you're a dude or a lady. I mean, come on. Like, that's really dumb because that's obviously – a friggin straight up fact Beer costs the same no matter who
1: you are Yeah and most most As consumer long as you're 21 goods, plus you yeah, can most, buy beer It's yeah. not
0: going to cost more because you're a woman And that's kind of a dumb thing to point out Because yeah. that has nothing to do with anything And then they're going on to say Bud Light supports Equal pay but it's like If anybody Research really, was like, done <laughs> this, Because the problem was after this commercial Aired they started Like people started asking the question Like does Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch, rather, actually support equal pay? Like, is this something that's operationalized within the company? And it turns out that, really, it was questionable whether they support equal pay. I mean, they're an old company. Like, they have some, you know, they have systems in place. And it's it's not, they didn't necessarily have policies to, you know, explicitly state that women would make the same amount as men. So I really, like, found this This campaign to be kind of problematic because they're making some pretty big claims that they can't actually back up like with legal evidence and then on top of that they start out the commercial by saying I know I'm going off but like this made me mad so they start off the commercial by saying like this is the bud light party here and this was like a big campaign for bud light in 2016 because the presidential election was so inflammatory and they basically profited off of it because they made this whole campaign around like we're forming our own political party and it's the bud light party and i was just like wow kind of like way to distract from the actual issues that are happening in the country and kind of like trying to poke fun at it 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 reminded me of the pepsi commercial and it was just like wow this is just like one in the same you know
1: yeah and i you know it's kind of almost like these old commercials from the 50s making like really uh you know unfactual claims right yeah like like, oh this beer is the most smooth beer in the world right
0: or it costs the same whether you're a dude or a lady it's like you're making extremely like generic Generic statements yeah 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 and you're kind of just like playing to people's emotions more so than like giving them real facts and then the, the problem is that we live in the information age and so when you say bud light supports equal pay people immediately are like well how in what way right. do you and support equal pay? And it research. was like, da, 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 oh, yep. well, actually, like, they don't actively support equal pay. It's not something that's operationalized. Anyway, sorry. That that whole thing just, like, got me mad. And that's not, like, me knocking Seth Rogen or knocking Amy Schumer. But, like, in a way, yes, because you guys just kind of took a paycheck and said what they told you to say and what the hell. And I think that one, one sort of, like, positive note on it was that Yes, Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer did, you know, make the statement that they made the same amount of money on that commercial. Like, Seth and Amy got paid the exact same amount to be there. But well, I guess maybe that's maybe only like start. tip of the yeah. iceberg. Yeah,
1: well, maybe a good start. Who knows? Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> um, but can we both agree that the majority of beer commercials we see today make absolutely no sense? Yeah,
0: pretty much. Like
1: we see ones that are supposed to uh, like tug at your heartstrings but then how does it really tie into like you know like the beer, beer. right yeah. so like i for example i saw a commercial and i don't remember the the beer distributor but it's like you know a dad coming home from war mm. right and he's like hugging his daughter and then all of a sudden it's like beer beer
0: well it's i think like, that that's know, like, it's like it's kind of a uh it's a brutish play where it's like here's something that grabs your emotion the emotion is no. in you now boom let's put the brand there so that like you're psychologically associating like that emotion of like warm fuzzy with this brand that we're going to throw it's like the paps blue ribbon paps blue ribbon paps blue ribbon blah 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 like makes you feel good la 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 don't you feel good paps blue ribbon once again
1: i just also think it's amazing that we see advertisement with the olympics Right, oh, yeah. so it's like we we watch the commercial. We watch like a ton of commercials. Because like right? you know, Olympic athletes are right? not drinking you beer. you know that. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Like right, well, like they might Brian be cr- Lochte, Yeah, right? they might be. <laughs> Ryan Lochte, right? They might be crushing beers, <laughs> Ooh, too right? Too soon <laughs> for real, <laughs> but like they might be crushing beers, but like kids are looking up to i don't know it's yeah. like kids are looking up to them and it's
0: true and even with the super bowl it's like
1: yeah the super bowl the like, kids
0: are watching those too yes. you're telling them to eat snickers bars and drink bud light and then they're gonna grow up and eventually when they are of age to drink it's like well i think that the, stuff is already like deeply ingrained in them
1: i think the best example of this and i'm gonna apologize to my fourth grade teacher <laughs> is all of us idiots being like what's up Oh, yeah. Back in the day. True. And that's a beer commercial. And I was like,
0: what? Dude, my parents know. used to say that in the house all the time. It was like, that was like how me and my dad would joke around in the house. If one of us was upstairs and the other yeah. one was downstairs, you'd be like, oh ah, was that?
1: And that's like beer culture kind Pick of like. Pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah. But like that had an influence on young kids, yeah. right? So. That like, commercial
0: yeah. was like friggin' legendary. Yeah. It's though. like
1: an iconic commercial. Um,
0: but that was how they were able to sort of ingrain their brand name and as like a household name also you know? can we just
1: talk about how that commercial could never work today because they're in a they're in a room right
0: and they have a house phone and they have a house one. phone right so like
1: a house phone doesn't like agree multiple really, really house phones. So like get on the line get on the line like dude he'd, Pick be, up the phone. he'd be texting you yeah. like it would be a text it'd be a group text true and like someone would send a, a gif.
0: you're right it would be like an emoji of whatever yeah wow Oh, that makes me nostalgic. We grew up with house phones.
1: Yeah. With cords. And then, like, yeah, so it's just, it's just, it is weird how beer advertisement has such a big play in, you know, television. Yeah. In, in like, everyday life, because I listen to the radio still, yes, I listen to the radio, and I hear beer commercials, but it's really just, you know, it's not like these jingles, it's not political, It's it's just... As cold as the Rockies, right? Like Mm -hmm. Coors Light as cold as the Rockies or the official, you know, beer of X, Y, and Z team, right? Like that's what you hear on like the radio.
0: I mean, they're using a lot of the same techniques of like, all right, let's bring in a celebrity or let's kind of tie our brand in with like the American way of life or, you know, talk about how it's the best or it's America's favorite or, you know, this nine out of 10 people prefer it. But Another one that I'm thinking of that's more recent is like the dilly-dilly thing yeah. with Bud Light. It's like my least favorite commercial in the world. So, I researched Dilly Dilly to just find out like what was going on with that. I mean, it's super popular. Like people are walking around with t-shirts T- that dilly say Dilly Dilly. dilly, dilly. Yep. I've seen bumper stickers of oh, it, yeah. and it's really like ingrained. It's just, like this household expression.
1: I just want to give you an example. I listened to another radio commercial that actually use the term grilly-grilly. Oh, yeah. talking Like, about, it's like, getting a, deep. Yes. Yeah, so, it's like other commercials are kind of, you know, barring.
0: In, in a way, they're helping Bud Light promote itself. Like, this was kind of the mission. So, I watched an interview with their CMO, and he was like, yeah, this dilly-dilly this campaign, like, it really didn't test well when we, when we did, like, the sort of focus groups. But they were like, they had this, like, gut feel that it was going to work. So they went against the research, and they decided to just launch the campaign anyway. And, I mean, it was an enormous success. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you know, the way that you know that something is succeeding is when, like, these third parties start using your slogan. So if you go on Amazon and you type in, like, Dilly Dilly, you'll see tons of t-shirts that say Dilly Dilly. Bud Light didn't make any of those t-shirts. It's just, like, other resellers. And he was like... We're not even mad at this because, like, that is the goal—is like making it a household mm. expression. But the reason behind yeah, I was ask, Dilly, what's the Dilly? reason behind Dilly Dilly? So Bud Light, obviously, you know, they have—we're living in the information age, so they have tons of access to all this information about who their customer is. And one of the it's all
1: analytics
0: exactly. So one of the prominent trends that they found was that their core customer watches Game of Thrones, so they're no kind spoilers. of into this like medieval style like you know Mystical entertainment let's say world. so they were like oh okay this is cool so we can do a commercial that's like live action with actors and it'll be kind of medieval style and they'll all be like cheersing with their goblets but they'll be drinking bud light and we need like some kind of catchphrase that they're gonna say so that like people continue to say it so they Thus they use we dilly 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 yep interesting. so interesting it's cause you guys are all watching Game of Thrones, drinking Bud Lights. Your faults, you know. It's for being who you are, and they have access to that. Damn you, Jon
1: Snow! <laughs>
0: <sighs> for being so damn handsome. He's a,
1: he is, a he is a he's a dream handsome boat. fella. and
0: he's you know he's marrying Egrid in real life. Yes, I, I did know that. that. Yes. Oops, spoiler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's 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 bring this full circle.
0: Yeah, I feel like the main message that we're trying to get with all of this is the fact that advertising, you know, maybe we're seeing more technology brought into it. We're seeing like new themes, but at the same time the techniques are pretty similar. Yep. And you know, we're still using celebrities, we're still calling out what we think to be differentiators, we're making these grandiose like claims, but really I what I want is for our listeners to just pay attention when you're watching advertisements for beer because it's a reflection of the times.
1: I I do also I just want to like f- make this statement i think we're going to see more beer advertisements because domestic beers you know your millers your your cores whatever their sales are going down they're buying more you know craft beer a- which, and, right
0: that's where we tie the craft so beer that's angle. so <laughs> like <laughs> we are like, we're haven't talked s- about craft beer the entire time right,
1: so like the way that craft beer is advertising instagram how you know the demographic is the 21 to 34 year old male and female yeah we saw a statistic today 30 per- 32% of the women who drink... 32% of the people drinking craft beer are women. Hmm. So, while it's a, a minority, right?
0: We're still a third. It's still a third, right?
1: Yeah. So, but it's not even advertising on mainstream media. Like, when are you going to see a Heater Allen? <laughs> you know, when are you going to see a Mighty Squirrel commercial on the... It would be impossible. So, they have to do a lot of, like, their grassroots Instagram and that w- that's what gives, like, the quote-unquote small guy right like a like a, an advantage because it's more personal yeah and that's why craft beer is doing so well because people are hearing about it through social media and and word of mouth and word like of you're mouth you're getting right? this
0: kind of referral network going right. you know i have turned so many people on to true north i've told people about mighty
1: squirrel oh yeah same it's just it's more or less like advertising is changing because the way people are getting content is different. So you might start seeing more like Bud Light, Instagram, you know, you might see more Facebook, you know, like on it's Facebook. It's going to get more personalized this. It, it, too as they're to. able
0: to kind of segment each market because they know that, I mean, this is like, this is, I'm a wicked geek for this stuff. Like they know that their viewers or sorry, their customers are who are watching TV our Game of Thrones fans, so it's like right. layers deep. It's like we're marketing to our TV customers because this is like you know what we think that they're most interested in. This is the biggest trend that we're finding among our TV customers, and then for the Instagram people, maybe it's a completely different angle.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, it's such the word of mouth. Like I would not hear of certain beers if I didn't follow certain people. Yeah, it's not like I'm the craft beers, right? It's yeah. not like I followed you know Heater Allen again you know for example like I got sent this beer you know it's more
0: it's a referral yeah it's it's, and word of mouth is really strong too right
1: and will the domestic start going in that direction where you're gonna see more personalized stuff I don't think so I think it's gonna still they're gonna have those brew campaigns you know you're gonna see it on the Super Bowl yeah but it's gonna be aimed more at like you know the 21 to 34 year olds
0: and just whatever kind of mass trend that they're seeing among this group of people. Exactly. So you know, it just like- turns out that the, the 20, you know, 21 to 34 people enjoy Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And so they went with it. And yep. it's been an enormous success. I got to tip my hat to them. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at the dilly dilly thing. I think if I were the person behind this and I could take credit for it, I would be super happy enormously successful and i really liked what the cmo said he was just like you know we kind of just went with our gut on this one
1: yeah and i think the moral of the story right is that the domestics aren't going anywhere and advertising in beer is not going anywhere they're always going to adapt as shown in like the 50s what do we have like we had a very, like, monogenistic like, you know, like, yeah, it approach, was, right? Yeah, it was
0: just, like, a, it was a male-dominated customer base. Right. But so if you were to the have advertising that same was, yeah.
1: commercial, it'd either be really campy and, like, a parody, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Or it would be, like, people would be like, what the you fuck is this? You can't even paradise that right. kind of you stuff Right, you know what anymore. I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's, you have to adapt or you're going to lose.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, my main takeaway for this is just, like, Pay attention when you're watching ads because they're they are literally speaking to you there's Mm. something about you that you have in common with these other customers that they're playing to and I'm not trying to like be tinfoil hacking here or anything it's just it's interesting to see like what kind of data will bubble up that you know you have in common with everybody that you might not realize and just be aware of that
1: yeah well it's a reflection
0: of the times yeah. it's just like the pepsi commercial like you see that and you're like oh i mean that makes sense like there were tons of protests happening but you know that was kind of a an, well not kind of it was an extremely insensitive and tone-deaf play to that so just be aware of those things as they come up same yeah. thing with that hashtag up for whatever removing no from your vocabulary so listen to our last episode we'll talk about
1: that yeah well thanks emily uh so <laughs> this was fun. We're gonna like we're gonna tear back the curtain for a second, right? Like you might think we do this all on one take, but this this episode has literally taking us three hours to record a, a thirty minute episode. So
0: because we've been watching Mad Beer commercials, yeah, the like whole time.
1: We, it's been it's been a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Next week we will have a podcast interview. Like we'll have an interview with a brewer. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna release who that is just yet because.
0: Just stay updated on our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter. We're at Brewroots on everything. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere, everywhere now. Yeah. All those things.
1: It's really exciting. Uh, And if you have any feedback, we got some feedback last week and it was awesome. So I really appreciate it. Uh, Info at brewroots.com. And we are going to be, I'm going to be in Texas in like a week. And uh, I'm hopefully getting some cool Texas beer. And Emily's going to some location. I'm that going she has, to a mystery location. Yeah, she location. has no clue. So I'm hoping, hopefully, hopefully you'll get some cool beer.
0: It's my birthday next week. And I've been told to pack a bag for the week. And I have literally no idea where I'm going. So
1: hopefully it's somewhere with good beer.
0: I hope so. And I'll report back.
1: Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys. I hope you made it to the very end. And uh, thanks for listening. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.